Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Vibber, and with me this week is Christopher Moss. Hello, everybody. Uh, Stanford Clark is out this week. He's enjoying The Music Man with Huge Jacked Man on Broadway, so we wish him well and hope that he has a fun time watching that. Did you say Huge Jacked Man? Did you say Huge Yeah, Jack Huge Man? Huge, okay. Huge right. jacked man. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, it focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and a main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. So this week, our main topic uh, is going to be the Bob's Burgers movies. But before we get to that... Uh, we're going to first go through all our normal segments of the show. So this week, uh, we're first going to be doing the new releases, uh, Cinemark section. So in this section this week, we're going to be talking about the the recent releases on home for the films The Batman and Singing in the Rain. Now, Singing in the Rain, that one doesn't have too much connected to animation really uh but we're going to talk about it anyways because there's many influences from that film in modern day animation as well uh but with the batman that recently came out the 4k set that came out with that has it's got you know the three plus hour movie on there <laughs> and then it's also got about two hours special features on the blu-ray as well uh, there's Vengeance in the Making, which is a making of documentary featuring the cast and crew deleted scenes with director's commentary, Anatomy of the Car Chase featuring the Batmobile, and then there's also uh, the Batman Genesis and Becoming Cat One bonus features on here. Now, I can't remember because I saw this movie a couple times in theaters. Did you and I go see this together, Chris? No, we did not. Or No, no you, you waited. I waited till it now, came out on HBO I, Max. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I ever asked you what what were your thoughts on the, the movie in general for this. Oh, I loved it. I I thought I was a little skeptical, being that uh, Christian Bale was by far one of the f- one of my favorites Batman's. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say that proudly. But Robert Pattinson stepped in and brought a whole new light to um to to Batman. The only issue I had was Catwoman at the end of the movie. I'm going to spoil it, but she left with no cats. Where are all the cats at? She just like scoot, scoot away, and there's she no had, cats. Well, she had two, two She had cats two. Yeah, no, that's right. She had two cats. What happened to all the other cats? Like, that's my thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. But I enjoyed it. As a cat As a cat person, I, I very much enjoyed this Batman. It was really, really good. Well, she, she gave the other cats to you. That's, that's where they are now. <laughs> oh, that's where they are? They're in my house? Great. <laughs> yeah. No, I just yeah, thought it yeah, was, movie cats. It was very enjoyable. I it didn't feel like a three hour movie because it was constantly um the plot was constantly involving, so I just thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it uh quite a bit as well. I don't know if it's I think it's maybe in my, my top ten of the year, uh but kinda like closer to like ten than the, mm-hmm. the top five. Yeah. Uh I did I like you said, I did enjoy uh, Robert Pattinson's take on Batman quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if if I enjoyed his Bruce Wayne take in the film just because he's not this he's I think this is like one of the Batman movies where like there's maybe 10 percent 
Bruce Wayne and 90% Batman for the film. Yeah. Because, like, there's there's not really, like, a hard differentiation, in, in, at least in this version of Batman. And maybe that's just because it's, like, year two Batman. Like, he's only been Batman for, like, yeah. a year or so at this point. So he hasn't really kind of set that up yet. And maybe by the end of the movie, he's starting to kind of try to um, expand the difference between uh, like the role of what is Batman and what the role of uh, Bruce Wayne is and how each of them can kind of help Gotham in different ways. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I liked on this, the set as uh, the, the vengeance and the making the making of, uh, I always love these kind of bonus features because that's at least growing up. That's, like when bonus features started becoming a thing with DVDs and then Blu-rays and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what really got me like really interested in filmmaking and everything like that as I was growing up. And now bonus features have kind of been fewer and farther between when it comes to, to that. But the director yeah. who did this, Matt Reeves, he's made a lot of movies that I've liked in the past. He did uh, like the final two newer apes movies with Andy Serkis, which uh, Andy Serkis in here as, um, as Alfred. Uh, so bringing him along and then uh, there's some deleted scenes in here, which are definitely deleted for a reason. Uh, one of them being like the longer, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Joker, Batman, like kind of scene. Oh uh, yeah. That was on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that one was kind of interesting too, cause they released that well, the film was still in theaters after like the kind of smaller, like senior, the end of the film in it. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then there's another feature on here, which is the anatomy of the car chase. And that's like one of the best action sequences in the film. So this feature, like going into heavy detail about like how that was all choreographed and how it was shot, uh, is really cool to, to check out, especially if you, if you liked that, that scene a lot in the movie. Yeah. Now, did you did you see Matt Reeves' uh, Apes movies? Uh, Apes movies. Yeah, like, like the Planet of the Apes movies. That oh he yeah. Did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I think I've seen all of them, if not most of them. Um, I liked them. I thought they were great. So there, there's a shot he's been starting to do where he puts like the camera stationary on a, a moving object, and like so mm -hmm. that way, then the camera moves with the object when it's doing that. So he did that in the Batman with the car, like as it's turning. Yeah. And then he also did that. I want to say, uh, in rise of the planet of the apes, uh, where he mm -hmm. has it on one of the tanks that the, the apes are driving into San Francisco and it moves with that. So it's yeah. a, that's a cool kind of touchstone for, for Matt Reeves now with like what he's doing and, and all that. Yeah. But, uh, I would definitely highly suggest the, the 4k set for that too. Cause it, uh, brings all of the detail of the movie out and yeah looks very nice very nice yeah uh now the next one is the singing in the rain 4k set that just came out recently and the the kind of interesting thing about this set too is that years ago the original negative for singing in the rain got destroyed in the, like this huge fire that warner brothers had uh like so kind of like any chance of doing like a really well done restoration of that, that negative to bring it up to like the 4k quality. Uh, 
a lot of people thought maybe like I wanted to happen. So what kind of happened with this is like, it's like a stitching of like different uh, versions of, of basically the film that they were able to find and restore um, from like 2K restorations and kind of upscale to it. And because the movie was shot in Technicolor too, uh, mm. this movie being in 4K, like in the HDR, like really makes all those colors pop and everything. Now, like what I was kind of saying with how this is kind of is homaged a lot or um, given many references to in like modern day films, especially with uh, even like with what we're going to talk about later with uh, uh, the Bob's, Bur- Bob's Burgers movie is this was this is like one of the, the greatest musical like movie musicals of all time. So like a lot of like the Disney animated films that are musicals or Bob's Burgers has many musical scenes in that as well too. take a lot of their references and dance sequences and kind of staging for those scenes from uh, sometimes specifically this film. You'll see a lot of kind of like parodies too, like the famous singing in the rain scene in here where you're you know, like dancing in the rain and everything. Uh, and then if you like, if you haven't seen this, this is, this is just a like, great movie overall. It's basically about like when you were specifically like this, Chris, you know, us both working in sound. This is about when sound entered into uh, film. So like when they went from being uh, like the silent films was just like the mm-hmm. the music accompanying them to them being called talkies. Uh, so it's like it's got all the the comedy that ensues with uh, like the different actors in there. Like people wouldn't hear their voices before, and then when they did, maybe they didn't want to hear them as much. Uh, and like how all the studios like try to like push different things with the, the actors and whatnot in that. Uh, but what's kind of cool about this too is it's got commentary from a few years ago uh, with Debbie Reynolds, uh, who people may know uh, was Carrie Fisher's uh, mother. Uh, and then there's. Uh, some other people on here as well, like Boz Lerman, uh, who's directed many of, uh, like the Greg Gatsby recently and like, uh, Romeo and Juliet film. And he's doing that, that Elvis movie that's coming out this year with, uh, um, Tom Hanks. Oh, that'll be a good movie. Yeah. So I, I would definitely highly recommend the, like the 4k singing in the ring set just because it's a great movie. Have you seen that Chris? I haven't seen the new version. I've seen the 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 old the older version, but I haven't seen the new one yet. So I have to check it out. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's still that same original film. It's just basically been restored so that it's oh. it, it makes basically looks like it was shot like last year rather than shot uh, seventy years ago as it actually was. Yeah. But yeah, those those are the, the two new releases that we have this week. Uh, so moving on from there, we're going to go into our news for the week. And now I know that you're a big Breaking Bad fan. And uh, now I don't know how much you've watched of Better Call Saul. I myself have only unfortunately been able to watch the first two seasons of that show. I know uh, that I've heard like it just keeps getting better after yeah. that season. Yeah, it keeps getting better. I've only, I think I've only watched the, like, like you, the first two seasons, and then I sort of, yeah, I sort of stepped away from it, and never sort of came back. So I need to, I need to sharpen up. Yeah. 
I got to get back to it, but here's an, another thing we'll have to watch too because uh, Better Call Saul has an animated prequel. Oh, does uh, it? That's, oh, man. That That's Jimmy even younger. Uh, it's called uh, Slippin' Jimmy, and it's on <laughs> AMC+. Plus. So it's like an animated prequel of of Jimmy McGill when... And it's like a, it's a family friendly prequel to uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, and so like the the key art that they kind of show in it features Jimmy and his friend Marco Pasten uh, mm-hmm. uh, before they became uh, con artists. So like in the animated series, Jimmy and Marco are still in school. Uh, the reason why they're using matching uniforms, uh, and, so, and so they're like, I don't. Did you see the art? I sent you the the link for this. It's yeah. it's got a very interesting style to it it does it uh, very much does yeah i'm tr- trying to think of what it makes me it's got kind of like if you mixed kind of the style of like futurama with uh archer and could, yeah, yeah, the simpsons like mix all three of those together uh-huh and that's kind of sort of what it looks like Oh uh, yeah, I see. But yeah, yeah, they're like in this in these school uniforms, and so so the synopsis for the show is: Slippin' Jimmy follows the misadventures of a young Jimmy McGill and his childhood friends in Chicago, Illinois. Told in the style of classic '70s era cartoons, each episode is an ode to a specific movie genre, from spaghetti westerns and Buster Keaton to The Exorcist. And then the the voice talent includes uh, Chi McBride, Lorraine Newman, and Sean Giambroni. So it doesn't sound like uh, Bob Odenkirk is doing a voice in here. That's weird. But I guess I guess that kind of makes sense in a way, though, too, yeah. if it's supposed to be like little kid Jimmy. Yeah. You know what would be a good animated series? It would be Shameless. I feel like that would be a great animated series if they haven't made it yet, which I don't think they did. No. Yeah. No. That would be a fun animated series to watch. And then, yeah, and this premiered back on May 23rd, too. But I don't have AMC Plus, so I haven't had a chance to check it out. Oh, I'll, I don't think you do I'll either. give you my logins. Oh, wait. No, no, okay. I don't have that. I have Showtime. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I have AMC Plus. Let's go have these. Let's go. <laughs> uh, there we go. But, yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. Um, I'm curious to kind of check it out. Um, it's cool to to see them keep further expanding kind of yeah. like this uh, Breaking Bad universe. Yeah, Breaking um, Bad universe. I feel yeah. like a feature movie is coming. I mean, I know Cam- El Camino was the movie, but it wasn't a full yeah full movie focusing on the entirety of the what the show was about. Yeah, so yeah, for now for Breaking Bad, we have Slippin' Jimmy, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad itself, and then El Camino. And El Camino kind of yeah. like in that order for the... And it, what I think is interest, the most interesting about this series is that they they specifically made it family friendly. They didn't hmm. like try to go the the kind of like a the Rick route. and Morty route or yeah, yeah, like Rick and Morty route or like a BoJack Horseman or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And it, but it is produced by uh, the animators uh, Starburns uh, that does rick and morty so that's that is pretty interesting that's interesting yeah but i we will have to check that out 
But going from there, uh, another prequel series of sorts. I, I talked about this a little bit on the Star Wars podcast. I do Hold a Maneuver. But Liam Neeson is going to return to voice Qui-Gon Jinn in the upcoming Star Wars Tales of the Jedi anthology series. Oh. Now, this this could be like a cool show for you to check out because I know that like you were on Holdo specifically as kind of like a Star Wars newbie. And yeah. like what this what this show is about is kind of uh so there's there's six episodes of of this from what um been told and the three episodes of it are going to be uh around the character count dooku uh like at, when he was younger mm-hmm. uh with when he was training uh qui-gon jinn uh when he was younger as well and so in this uh, Liam Neeson's going to be like voicing like the older version of Qui-Gon Jinn, but his uh, son is actually going to be voicing the the younger version of Qui-Gon, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this because it'll it'll be like this more of like the storyline to like show like how Count Dooku mm-hmm. uh, went from like a Jedi and then fell to the the dark side to like where we see him when he first shows up uh, in Attack of the Clones. So much um, Star but Wars. I'm looking forward. So yeah. much Star Wars. Uh, uh, and then there's... Uh, the other three stories on here are going to be about the character of Ahsoka, uh, like from her birth, like with her her mother, and kind of go through like these three main um, points in time in her, her life. Uh, so kind of expanding more on these characters that, that we've met throughout Star Wars, for, whether it's like Count Dooku or Qui-Gon Jinn or Ahsoka. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to these, and they're produced by uh, Dave Filoni, who you know has done the Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars Rebels. He's uh, a producer and has directed a few episodes of The Mandalorian, and as well, and he's produced on Book of Boba Fett and the Ahsoka series. So I'm a big fan of Filoni because he does a lot of great stuff with with Star Wars. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Do you think you'll check this out? Sure. I mean, I feel like with all this Star Wars coming out, I feel like I need to start putting my head down and start watching more of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now I didn't put the trailer in here this week, too, but they also released a trailer recently at Celebration this past week uh, for season two of uh, The Bad Batch, which is a, another series that yeah. Dave Filoni produces. Um, that's definitely another show people should check out if they're uh, big fans of all the work he does. And then, so the last bit form from our news segment this week, uh, another Star Wars-related bit of news, just because a lot came out from uh, Celebration this past week. Uh, they're doing, for their season two, is, uh, so for season one, it was uh, all like anime based animation so it was like all animation based out of japan mm-hmm. and like with their different cultural influences and uh, like their takes on star wars uh in the season two it's going to be a little bit different it's not going to be uh, purely anime uh but will be revolving around uh, more cultural influences so they're going to have uh stuff from spain ireland india and like the like the different kind of cultural influences uh, from like there, there also um, some influences from South America as well as uh, South Africa as well too. So it'll be it'll be uh, pretty cool. I also 
Oh yeah, it looks like they also do um, are gonna have a a French uh, take on Star Wars as well too. So it'll be cool to see like these different cultural uh, takes and influences on Star Wars and that that first season of uh, Visions was pretty cool just to see like stuff from like Akira Kurosawa influences with like the, like the Jap- Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see like in particular like how they'll do like an Ireland based animated one like we were talking about Qui-Gon Jinn he could come back and do like a different character but like with his straight up um, very thick actual Irish accent uh, Irish accent yeah <laughs> and maybe you could come in and, and voice character for the the French uh, animated Our, short yeah. in there too or maybe I'll just produce it I'll just be like hey yeah, I'm French let me produce this <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And that's coming out in spring of 2023, but yeah, like I, th- I think it's kind of cool. I don't like I don't know what to expect exactly from like the different styles of animation from those different places. I've yeah, uh, like there was the there's the animated film from a few years ago called Ernest and Celestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was kind of looked like it was like uh, like water, uh, like water brush paint animation almost like or like someone use watercolor to like paint each like frame of that movie and that was a, a french animated film uh so maybe they could do like maybe the short ends of something like in a style like that so i'd be I'm, cool i'm very curious to, yeah i'm very curious to see like how these different uh cultural takes in star wars and how each culture you know yeah identifies with the galaxy far far away yeah but yeah, that will be coming out in spring of next year. Oh, man. Now, from there, we're going to move into the trailers. And I'll let you take away on this first trailer because it's the Thor Love and Thunder official trailer, the, like that that longer one we just got recently. Oh, the, the two minutes one? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. The, uh, amazing. Honestly, uh, is this... so? Is this the last Thor movie we're getting, or is there another one after in the works, F- or is this the like the final chapter of the Thor legacy Marvel universe type deal? Because if it is, I feel uh, like it's going to be a great closure. Like as far as we know right now, this is like the only Thor story in production. Yeah, uh, but for all intents and purposes, I could I could see like at least like. Uh, like Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been reading the, the Jason Aaron run of the comics recently that mm-hmm. this film is based on. And I actually just today finished the, the gore of the God butcher uh, section oh, nice. of that, which is the, the character that Christian Bell is playing in this, which amazing. Uh, we, got, we already mentioned in this, in this episode, but Batman. yeah, we got to see him for the first time in, in this trailer. Yeah. Now, in the comics, he looks a little bit different. Like his character is like an alien, and he's got like these tendrils kind of coming off like his head, and he he kind of looks more a little bit like Voldemort in the fact that he doesn't have like a nose. He's just yeah. kind of like these two slits on his face. But part of what I noticed in in this trailer too is that like he kind of looks a little bit different, and like like different times in the trailer from when like we see him, like yeah. when you first see him, like he's. And that one part is basically just he has like white face paint on with like markings over his eyes. 
Mm-hmm. But then, like, later on, he's, like, all scarred and whatnot on his head. So I'm very curious to see, like, say maybe by the, maybe by the end of the movie, like, he should have fully kind of been negatively influenced by... So, like, we saw the sword in the, the trailer that he's got. Yeah. Which is basically, like, this sword that he can use to to kill gods and take out planets and whatnot. So I'm almost wondering if, like, from the, the influence of that, it'll, like, gradually kind of transform and, like, mutate him to maybe by the end of the movie, like, he looks closer to, like, his comic book counterpart. That should be interesting. I also saw some fan, fan theory um, that Venom might make a, an appearance in that movie. So oh yeah, so there's some correlation. Yeah, so in the yeah in the comics that that sword um, is called the All Black. Yeah, and so that sword is is basically the Ven- Venom symbiote. Oh. But you don't know that while you're reading the comic. It's I found this out um, from other sources. Like like there's a whole other story that's like about like this planet where like the symbiotes come from. And like the, the dude that like runs that planet is the one that created that weapon. Yeah. Um. And then I guess like in and that that like whole run you see like how it made its way to like where Gore found it. Yeah. But look, like you saw No Way Home, there was that little bit of goo that got left behind in that bar in Mexico. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. So that that would be interesting as to how Venom sort of appears in those movies. Also, I feel like this is a yeah. good this mo- Thor would also be a good segue to the new Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I feel like there's going to be a storyline yeah, that leads to it. Yeah, because we see a little bit of his interaction with them in this yeah. again, and then yeah, that that looks like it's going to be pretty funny. Um, and we got a little bit more of Korg. Yeah, uh, Korg's narrating the trailer. We got a little bit more of uh, Thor's uh, '80s workout. Which yes. I got, I got the hat from that. Uh, Where's my which hat? I'm definitely gonna wear when I go see. <laughs> Epicureshop.com. Although if Shut you go, if if you go to their Instagram account, they they posted a picture of me wearing the hat, so you can you can find it there. Yeah, I can uh, find it right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I really I really liked this trailer a lot. I thought it was uh, really well done. I like uh, that. There's shots later in the trailer where it uh, almost looks like it's like. Um, that like the super saturated or like desaturated color yeah like where when gore is like fighting like valkyrie and thor and jane but like there's only like little hints of color in that so that's pretty cool that they did that and we also know that you shouldn't flick too hard because then you're gonna you should you should never flick too hard that is that is rule number one right there yeah because then you you flick all of thor's robes off and you yeah too hard darn it you flick too hard and then yeah, I and I like that. Like when that happens, you see like he's got this huge back tattoo with Loki's helmet on his back, and it says Loki R.I.P. Yeah. So, I I am definitely looking forward to uh, seeing this film, all the visual effects in it. And this was also another movie that they shot, much like The Mandalorian uh, and Obi Wan Kenobi. They shot it on the in the volume on using stagecraft, so they used that same kind of technology that was used for for those tv shows for this movie i think this was actually one of the first movies that used that so it's pretty cool that's awesome i'm looking forward but to it spe- yeah uh but speaking of disney and disney owned properties uh we already talked about the bad batch trailer uh mm-hmm. but the 
next thing was they released a trailer for their uh, live action uh, animation hybrid uh, remake of their film Pinocchio. Oh yeah, I did see for, that for Disney Plus. And now this is going to be directed by Robert Smekis, uh, you know, you know who did Forrest Gump, Back mm-hmm. to the Future. Yeah, uh, it's Tom Hanks is in they, this, right? Yeah. From, from, yeah, he's playing yeah. Geppetto. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, I I have like kind of like a hard relationship with like these movies in particular, just because, like, I I've enjoyed a lot of them, but then, like, with me, I feel like they need to tell or have like a different point of reference with telling the story. Yeah. When they're doing these and not just straight up be, all right, we made this movie in animation. Now let's make it frame for frame again, but in live action. What? Like, yeah, like the, like the recent Lion King they did. Well, which even that bothers when people call it live action, because that movie's not live action. (laughs) It's, it's photorealistic animation. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's was like one chip... frame of live a- action in that movie, actually. Yeah, it was like the Chip and Dale movie. It was it was weird, like it just threw me off. The animated the the it, I don't know. It just it was weird. The characters, the way they were drawn, was weird. It was very weird. Yeah. It took a minute to get used to it. You're like, mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Like this this is interesting. It's going to be on Disney Plus. It's not going to theaters, uh, but it's coming out on September eighth. Uh, and it's got, uh, like we said, Tom Hanks in there, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Cynthia uh, Erivo, and Luke Evans are all in this, mm-hmm. uh, which Luke Evans was also in Beauty and the Beast, but well, I'm assuming he's not playing Gaston again. <laughs> no. That'd be one heck of a crossover, though, if he, if he showed up yeah. in the Pinocchio movie as Gaston. <laughs> And I feel like I feel uh, like the reason it's not hitting them theaters is just hitting Disney Plus is just for people to re- relive, you know, the original Pinocchio. I feel like that's mainly what yeah. it is. It's for people to be like nostalgic about it and be like, "Oh, this was a good movie and let's show our kids," you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes some of these should go like I'm a big fan of the theatrical experience. So mm-hmm. like I would have liked to have seen like that that Chippendale movie in theaters just because of like the amount of times I laughed oh, yeah. while watching that. I feel like that would have been a good communal experience with watching that. What about the movie the with, uh, m- yeah. What was the movie with the lady yeah, turns to the panda? What was that movie called again? Oh, turning red. Yeah. That didn't come in. That, that should have hit the theaters. That would have been a smash hit in my opinion. Yeah. The, the past few Pixar movies over the, the past couple of years because of the pandemic, uh, like onward basically yeah. only got like a couple weeks in theaters and before everything shut down and then soul and Luca were straight to Disney plus as was turning red. So light year that's coming out in a couple weeks. That's going to be like the first time a Pixar movies come out in theaters since onward did back in 2020. Yeah. So light year is going to yeah, be great. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to light year. Definitely. If only tickets uh, would go on but, sale. But, come on. Harkins. Yeah, I know it's like ten. Get it together. Ten, ten days away. We're hearing <laughs> that they're gonna go on sale tomorrow, though. So oh, you said Tuesday. We shall see. Oh, Tuesday. I don't know. 
But they'll be on sale soon, hopefully. Hopefully, because yeah, I'm wanna, waiting. I definitely want to see that in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now, the the last trailer we're going to talk about. Did you ever see the original Beavis and Butthead movie? Beavis and oh, Butthead yeah. Do America. Yeah. So this was kind of a surprise. Like the other day, uh, a trailer dropped for Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Uh, it's oh, going to be streaming on Paramount Plus starting June 23rd. Mm-hmm. And uh, the multiverse is what's hot now. You know, uh, next year we're getting the Flash movie with the multiverse. Uh, we just got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness recently this year. Uh, Rick and Morty deals with the multiverse all the time. Um, multiverse everywhere. Yeah. But now Beavis and Butthead are also going to be dealing with the multiverse as well. So, like, this trailer, it, it's like like if basically Beavis and Butthead had been on for the past years. Uh, and what's kind of interesting about this is that it looks like it's initially like set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when the space shuttle program is still going on and I'm not sure like what's kind of uh, inferred by the like the trailer is that like Beavis and Bud for some reason are astronauts yeah and go to space but while they're there they end up in a black hole that sends them through time to 2022 <laughs> so it's then like like you know the Beavis and Butthead of the late 90s uh mid 90s interacting with 2022 earth that's gonna be some weird animation oh yeah Yeah. it it looks like it's pretty much like the same animation style from like when it was on originally like you know just slightly with a slightly higher budget for it Mm -hmm. Uh, it looks like there's like some callback jokes to like you know the cornholio uh they have what looks like um you remember like the the watcher or yeah. uh from guardians of the galaxy it looks like there's a beefs and blood version of like the watcher in this trailer too so i don't know i mean this this i i can see why they definitely put or streaming this one because i have no idea how well this would have done in theaters now are you thinking you're gonna watch this at all I think I'll watch it. I think it, it, it it's not going to hit the theater because I don't think many people knew about Beavis and Butthead, you know, especially the new generation that go yeah. to the movie theaters. They're not going to be like, what's this? You know, they'll, they'll watch it and be like, I'm confused. I think this is more for the older generation, a.k.a. us, to watch this. You know, yeah, it's like the same same crowd that watched uh, the new Jackass movie on yeah paramount plus yeah exactly this was like a a a throwback for all of us to enjoy yeah but i'll I'll definitely check this out i think yeah yeah i liked i liked the the first movie um back whatever the year that came out i don't even remember anymore but i I think it was around the same time that the south park movie came out because paramount was releasing a lot of like um animation aimed for adults back around then at that point in time I think I was uh I think I was thirty when that came out. When it first came so out. This year? So they, so yeah, so this year, yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. Uh, uh but then from there we're gonna go for our recommendations this week. Uh for me this week it's gonna 
I would like to recommend it's on HBO Max. It's a continuation of the Adventure Time series. Uh, it was the four shorts that they did for that called Adventure Time Distant Lands. Uh, and they're like different kind of um, like vignette stories. Like there's one about BMO. Uh, there's one about Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. Uh, there's one about Finn and Jake. And then the last one is about uh, Peppermint Butler. Uh, uh, the last one actually stars the voice of our our friend Darren. Uh, his his daughter Julia does a voice in that last episode of Adventure Time Distant Lands. Uh, so if you're a fan of our, our buddy Darren and Shout his family, you'll d- definitely just want to check it out specifically for that. But yeah, I... I me and my wife and my son have been a, like a huge fan of Adventure Time. It's, it's it, it's like the now this is a compliment to the show. It's it's the smartest dumb show. So it's a very smartly written show with like a lot of like dumb jokes in it. So there's like fart jokes in there, but they're done in like a smart way. Or there's all these very really well done setups to jokes that don't have payoffs to maybe like one or two episodes down the line, or it's like this running joke that's throughout and it's ton done in a very clever way. Well, I feel like you could say yeah. that about Rick and Morty too. I feel like the jokes yeah. are clever as well. Yeah. Uh, but like the other, like what I like about Adventure Time too is like with Rick and Morty, that's like specifically aimed kind of like higher age wise. In Adventure Time, like, I, I could watch it, you could watch it, but yeah. then, like, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old kid could watch that, too, and enjoy it for different reasons than we are, because that's yeah. how well the jokes are written. There's going to be a joke that, like, we'll understand that that kid might not understand, but then there's no other jokes in that that, like, really speak to their level, so... That that's one of that's always been one of my favorite things about that show, and it's also got a, a good built-in, like, lore and a world building to it that doesn't like hit you over the head with kind of like serialized storytelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is like a continuation of like story elements throughout like each season of that show. And it has like a a really good series finale that it did as well. So that is my recommendation this week, Adventure Time. I have never seen it. So I have to watch it now because I have never, never, I've heard of it. I've seen it. I've seen the t-shirts at Hot Topic, but I haven't watched it at all. You you would enjoy, and, and it's on HBO. It's on HBO Max. Yep. Oh, I have that. The, Perfect. The, the original series, and then the continuation, Adventure Time, Distant Lands. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like for me, I uh, I would go since we're talking about Bob's Burger, John H. Benjamin, who does the voice of Bob. We should talk about his other show, Archer, because I feel like that is a whole account and. Uh, Archer, which is on FX, right? Yeah, it's on FX, and yeah. uh, it's a it's a complete 360 from what Bob's Burger is, but I feel like it shows the diversity of John H. Benjamin and the different types of humor that Bob's Burger brings and Archer brings because it's two different types of humor. And to be quite honest, I don't know how they're still on the air with how offensive some of those jokes are, but it's a really funny <laughs> show. And I don't know, Mark, if you've ever seen the episode where they do a crossover on Archer and then he ends up at Bob's Burger. Have you ever seen that episode? Yeah, so that had actually been my only viewing of... Well, I guess it's not even actually... So I've only... So before you and I saw the Bob's Burger movie, yeah, I think I've seen maybe 
one or two episodes of the Bob's Burgers TV R- show. Really? But outside of technically that Archer episode being kind of a quote unquote Bob's Burgers episode crossover, and, yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked that episode, too, because you're like, wait, so does yeah. this take place? <laughs> it was a multi-universe thing, is what it was. Yeah, and then you can look for it online, but people have done it the other way, too, so where it's animated in the Bob's Burgers style. Oh. But, but then, but, like, as Archer, like, going to, like, Bob's Burgers yeah. place, but it's, it's done in the Bob's Burger animation style rather than the Archer style. Interesting. No, I feel like I feel like they, Archer. They, yeah. yeah, they wrote. I was just yeah, they wrote the episode really well though, because you were like, wait, is yeah. is he the same guy? Yeah, is guy? he the same What's... guy? So it gets you thinking. Like, did he has does he have like a double life where he like burgers at night and then he's just like a CIA agent and and you know during the day it's like it's it's interesting, but Archer is. I think that was my first introduction, and then I sort of went to Bob's Burger, and I was like, that's the same voice, you know? So yeah. I I think this Archer is on their eighth or ninth season. Um, it's a yeah. great show. It's a great uh, action-packed animated show. It's definitely not Adventure Time. It's definitely not appropriate for younger generations, I'll tell you that. But yeah. um, it's great. It's funny. Um, that's a great show overall. I I would watch yeah. it if you if you're a fan of John H Benjamin and his Arby's commercial. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially if you like Arby's, you you already yeah. heard his voice. Get some Arby's, uh, watch Bob's Burger, and watch Archer. That's my recommendation. Yeah, he's a, he's a great voice actor. I, I like he is uh, all the stuff that I've heard him in. Yeah, uh, and I'm a few episodes behind or a few seasons behind on that because like when they started doing kind of like the self-contained seasons for, of that for a while. Yeah. Uh, like, like dreamland and like the, like the fireball Island one and like the sci-fi season mm-hmm. and like the noir season. Yeah. And those are all supposed to be like when he's like in a coma from, yeah. From like from, what season five or something like from that. From like season five. Yeah. And that's all his adventure while he's in a coma, which it's, it, it's like you really have to pay attention, otherwise you sort of like lose track and lose focus on it. You're like, I'm sort of confused here, but it's a great show. Yeah. Very well done, very well animated. Yeah, yeah, I I like the animation style of that too, with like the hard like thick lines to like them mm-hmm. of the characters yeah. and the designs for that. Yeah, but yeah, no, I would great. definitely highly recommend that show as well. Yeah, watch that show. Watch Bob's Burger. It's great. But that is going to do it for our recommendations this week, and that will move us uh, to our main topic in a moment after you hear the audio for the trailer for the Bob's Burgers movie here. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Dad, I don't want to stop your flow, but can you pass the pilaf? Oh, God. That's butter. You know what? Butter's better. You have seven days to make your payment. Seven? It's gonna be okay, Bob. Happy, mm. hopeful, mm. kissy lips. Scott, please. Ah! Oh, my God. Please, don't go down there. It's dangerous. Ah! Ah! Did you mean to 
you'll wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole? Because if so, you nailed it. Yes, it all went great. All right, and then that was the trailer for the Bob's Burgers movies. The, yeah, the Bob's Burgers movies. The Bob's <laughs> Burgers movie. There's a uh, few of them. So, yeah. Mr. Uh, Christopher Moss and I went and saw this, uh, what was it? It was Thursday? last Friday. No, it was last, yeah, it was last Thursday, and you posted on Twitter but didn't tag me on it, so what's up with that? But I, ta- but I tagged you on Facebook. So <laughs> I guess that makes up for it. Oh, man. Yeah. Because I because ta- I posted it on Facebook before I posted it on Twitter. Got you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But anyway. Anyway. So this movie uh, just came out this past year. It was meant to originally come out almost two years ago, um, but due to you know delays from caused by COVID nineteen and everything like that, uh, it finally came out uh, this year on May twenty seventh, and. A kind of uh, fun little fun fact for this is that because of it coming out now, it came out uh, after the the like the Disney Fox merger finally went through. So one of the interesting kind of side effects of that is this is the first hand drawn animated film technically distributed by disney since the 2011 winnie the pooh film so i think that's kind of funny in a way that the bob's Burgers movie which you know wasn't made by like an animation studio that disney uses uh but is technically the first 2d animated film distributed by them almost in well yeah in like 11 years it's kind of a, a funny little side effect of that disney fox merger and my biggest takeaway from this movie like i said not having like watched most of like the 12 seasons of the the tv series is that you can watch this without having watched any of the tv series at all and just enjoy it as like a standalone film it it works as a self-contained story i didn't feel like i was like missing anything or um, like lost because I hadn't watched most of the, the show while I was watching the movie. And I think that's a, a high, uh, like a, a really uh, well done written film. If it can do that, if it's, if it's a continuation and based off of a TV series, that's run for such a long time to have anybody be able to watch it that hasn't maybe seen the TV show, but still enjoy it the same. What do you think? Honestly, I till till I think I was looking at um, Doctor Strange tickets, and I saw there's a Bob's Burger movie. I was very, I was like, oh, they're making a movie because I've enjoyed the TV show so much. I mean, it's such a fun show to write, and it's so well written and so well done um, that I was excited to see this movie. And the first, I think this movie was the first movie I've pretty much smiled the entire time. Because it was so fun. It was genuine. The comedy was great. It sort of gave you a reference to what the comedy is on the show. Uh, but you're right. You don't really need to see the TV show to understand the characters and to understand the concept of what the movie is about. You can just watch this movie and be like, this was great. Now I'm going to go watch the TV show season one through eight or whatever they're at. Um 
the comedy was great. Um, the storyline, I was a little skeptical on what the storyline would be. Um, and then it sort of like kept adding on to it. And I was very, very much pleased with it. So, no, overall, I think this was a great animated movie. Um, it was awesome. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, this was the time where I think I heard Mark laugh the most out of a movie we've seen together. So, yeah, no, it was it was very funny. Yeah. And you and I were trying to count uh, how many yeah. voices H. John Benjamin was doing in the movie. And I, I think we settled on he did. So he does Bob Belcher. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Pesto Jr. Miss LeBons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coochie Copy. One of the Carnies, too, uh, no? Yeah, one of the Carnies. Yeah, or, yeah, and then he does additional voices. Yes. So he's listed under that section. <laughs> so, and I liked, like, a lot of these bit parts that, uh, yeah. like, some actors did that, like, we like, like, Stephanie Beatrice did a voice in the film. Aziz yeah. Ansari did, a, like, a voice. Uh, Jenny Slate. Paul Rudd did a voice in there. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember hearing his voice. Yeah. In the movie. Uh, and then uh, Jordan Peele did a voice too. Jordan Peele did a voice, yeah. And then I believe all oh, Paul F. Tompkins and Nick Kroll also did voices too. So it's like, it just, it just shows like how much goodwill the show has too um, with like all, all these people must just be like fans of, of it in general. Yeah. To have just like you know, just like random small parts. Because I mean, like Stephanie Beatrice just had was like the main character in Encanto when that came out. So to go from that to just having like you know like a, a tiny yeah maybe three vo- three lines or something in this that's pretty cool. And I was uh, kind of pleasantly surprised because I didn't realize like I know the uh, the creators of the series uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Bouchard. Uh, does the show central park too on uh yeah. apple tv plus and i know that shows like like definitively like a musical animated series that's kind of animated in the same style mm-hmm. but i i don't think i realized uh that this film was going to be a, like a musical as well too until yeah, they started, i started like, that either the of it yeah and i that was a pleasant surprise because i actually i liked that it was like like these very funny um like tongue-in-cheek uh, songs in in the yeah. movie and i liked like the different like um i think there was like a song about like bob having diarrhea <laughs> yeah that was the first song yeah yeah it was about diarrhea because he was meeting like, with the banker and he was like i have diarrhea i was like oh great and he's like talking about <laughs> yeah um and then like their son uh what the hell Hex or, uh, eugene eugene or no, yeah no gene eugene yeah gene um is in the the itty bitty ditty committee. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that 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 joke as well. Uh, well, also yeah, but I thought like f- the uh, the background uh, sort of the story behind Louise's uh, hat because they never touch base on it in the TV show or, like at all. It's always there, and I feel like that was a thing that you sort of notice because they never explained it on the show. So the fact that that was sort of, they were given a backstory on why she wears the hat all the time was, was a great, 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 great thing. Yeah, that was cool. How they did that. That's, that's kind of like the similar things to like when the, uh, the Simpsons movie came out where, you know, like they mm-hmm. uh, put a little bit more of like a built in backstory to like establish some kind yeah. of canon to something that you're very familiar with from the series, but then give it, 
um, more meaning. And then like when you go back and watch the show from now on, you'll be like, you'll be remembering that backstory yeah. and like how it's related to Bob's mother and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. So, and then uh, Tina's love but, story was great. Her fantasy journal oh, was, yeah. was, was hilarious, especially the end credit. Yeah. You have to stay for the end credit because that was hilarious. Yeah, the the very, very, very end of the credits. It's not mid. It's at the very, very, very end. Very, very end. We won't spoil it for you, but let's just say it involves horses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not in a weird way. Not in a weird way, but in a weird way. I mean, it's Bob's Burgers, so it, it's horses in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, now, what what do you think? Like, was your your favorite part of of the film overall? Oh man, um, I think my favorite part. So I don't want to give too much of the movie, but I think it's uh, when they touched um, they touched sort of the backstory on Luis's. And I'm going back to that, but it was the story on Bob's and his mom. I think that was a very touching storyline and a very throw, very awesome throwback. Um, and then the other one, I think, was when they built that uh, uh, cart. And he's like, but we don't have a food licensing to sell food outside. And they just like sort of like oh, yeah. try to sell burgers outside. And then without giving too much into it, then the cart just, you know, it was just it was just the what was the um olive tray yeah olive tray what was that guy what was the character's name it was um uh, oh man oh man you're asking the guy that doesn't watch bob's burgers oh, most on. of the time <laughs> <laughs> it was uh felix felix right oh is that oh yeah zach galifianakis zach right, no that's no the he no the wait he because he was one no, of no, the no teddy sorry it was teddy the brothers it was larry murphy yeah, teddy. who played teddy yeah teddy's a great character like he sort of wants to be in the family but he's not part of the family, but he really wants to be. And I think he's in love with... Yeah, but, with, with yeah I was going to say, but it feels like he's like he wants to be best friends with Bob, but he also wants to be with Bob's wife. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he has dreams about Bob's wife, but we don't. But they don't talk about that. What was your favorite yeah, part? I don't, I don't think you can... Oh, man. I I really liked like the... Uh, was it like the whole interaction that... Uh, Kristen Schaal's character, uh, Louise had, yeah. uh, with, with, the the three, the Fisher Otter brothers, uh, like David Wayne, Zach, Zach Alphanakis and Kevin Klein. Yeah. Or one of them wasn't the brothers, but there's their cousin, Kelvin. Uh, but I liked that. Uh, I found myself identifying with a lot of the, like, uh, crippling anxiety that, that, that Bob was having <laughs> that Bob in different has, parts yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, where he was just where he's like laying in bed, he's like, "Oh God, yeah, oh God." We had no customers today. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I think I hit it pretty well in front of the kids, but (laughs) but he was (laughs) like doing that at the table too. That was a great one. Yeah, Yeah. like that was all great. So I felt I identified with a lot of the uh, the stuff that like Bob was worried about in the movie. Mm Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I liked that. I, I liked, and like I said, I liked all the music in this. I I added the the soundtrack to my my Apple Music um, collection when I collection, got home from yeah. watching that. Uh, and it's it's this is doing really well in theaters as far as like critical response. It's got like an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Now the, the only thing that's kind of hurting this movie is that it came out 
like the same day as Top Gun Maverick, which is like oh yeah, that totally just totally killed it. Yeah, like I mean, although that's that's but, the thing that's kind of bums me out too is that it's like a hand drawn animated movie, so it'd be awesome if it did super well. So it'd be like people would know that there's a market mm-hmm. for hand drawn animated films to still come out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but Top Gun doesn't have songs about diarrhea, so I mean, and horses. No, yeah. it doesn't. So, come on. Or does it? You haven't. Or seen does it? it so. Oh, does it? I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But I read. I went. I chose Bob's Burger over Top Gun, which will probably be, you know, a firing offense. But you know, I thought it was great. You, you I mean, I'm. I'm glad. Yeah, it's you don't know well. if Top. You don't know if Tom Cruise sings about having diarrhea. Maybe he does. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Like midway through one of his plane sessions, he just goes, "Oh, I just got diarrhea," and then starts singing about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. sure that's very Tom Cruise of him. <laughs> Maybe in Mission Impossible, he'll do it. But yeah, that that this connects actually back to uh, to our our buddy uh, H. John Benjamin because, like, you were re- or giving a recommendation of Archer. Yeah, Archer. A lot of the times will say "Danger Zone." Danger and reference Zone. Mm-hmm. Top Gun. The Top Gun. So, yeah. There you go. Everything. Everything connects in this universe. Connects. Yeah. But he now didn't reference uh, Danger Zone in Bob's Burger, though. Which or did he? Yeah. Find out. Well, if you're there, go actually, see I did point this out to you. I, this will be the uh, one thing we'll point out because th- this movie does a great job with like puns and stuff like this. It reminds me of yeah. the puns um, from The Good Place uh, for like the different restaurants and stuff in there. But they walk by a dent- like a dentist at one point. that's called Top Gum. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So, there you go. There, there's there the, the go. Top Gun connection. This universe is ever so connecting. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I hope this does well. And maybe um, if it doesn't like make as much money as maybe they wanted it to in theaters, uh, hopefully it will do well when it re- releases on you know digital and streaming and uh, physical media for people to pick up. Because I feel like this is definitely one of those movies that will do really well in that medium as well if it doesn't. Mm-hmm do as well as they wanted it to in theaters on uh, and maybe we'll get a like another another bob's burgers movies out of it because of that but yeah I would, I, I would go see it and this like i was saying i haven't watched much of the series but after watching the movie it kind of made me want to go back and uh start watching it yeah you I gotta watch like it. I, if i was laughing that much during the movie i would probably Oh, yeah. Like, this is a fact. Like, I have not heard Mark laugh that much in a movie we've seen together. Well, you know, we've, I don't think we've seen that much funny movies. Besides, yeah, I don't think we've seen... We've seen Spider-Man, which was it's, fun. Which, there were some funny bits. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it's mostly been, like, action or... Yeah, action. Or Encanto. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or Encanto. But we didn't laugh as much in Encanto as we did for Bob's Burger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, did you have any like closing thoughts about the movie that you wanted to, to say before we wrap up? About uh, Bob's Burger? Uh, I mean, go see it. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of the TV show, um, I feel like it was going to be repetitive onto the show, but it's a whole new storyline. Um, some stuff that they've never touched in the TV show, so I would definitely say go see it because it's great. It's a great animated movie. Don't go see Top Gun. Go see Bob's Burger. That's that's my hot take of the week. You know, 
You could go see shirtless people, or you could go see some really funny characters talk saying about or, diarrhea and horses. Or you could see a burger wearing a bikini. <laughs> that that is a great way to end this show. That's gonna leave people with question yeah. marks like burger with bikini. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Part of the itty bitty ditty committee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. With some aliens in this. Oh yeah, there's also aliens in that movie, so go see it. Yeah. It's got it all. It's got zombies, aliens. It's got uh sinkholes. If you're into sinkholes, go see that. Um if you're into it's got, got got dead bodies. Corpses. Yeah. So it's got submarines. Submarines, it's yeah. Got Roller coasters. Candy. It's got burgers. Uh, broken It's got it's yeah. It's got, got burgers. It's got crippling anxiety. It's great. No, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Did Patrick see it? No, not yet. Ah, you, so you guys gotta go. Gotta go back. Yeah, he'll he'll probably check it out when it comes out and at home. Got you. Because uh, I, I told him about it. He's like, yeah, I want to see it. So yeah, he'll probably watch it. Yeah. But yeah, the guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Animation Fascination. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. You can follow Stanford at Stanford Clark, uh, just, just his first and last name. Uh, and then where can they find you, Chris? Uh, so it's Instagram is Christopher period A period Moss, M-A-S. That's my Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then there's a link tree so you can follow me everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, and I'll add that in the show notes so people can... Yeah. Can check you out uh, and then you can find the show on facebook uh and instagram by looking for animation fascination on twitter at animated podcast and then you can feel free to email us at the longest email address in the world animation fascination podcast at gmail.com um and then we also have some animation fascination t-shirts up on yeah Public. chris is wearing one buy Can't it because this is audio audio only uh but i got one and then our episodes are edited by Trent Factor. Uh, and then for myself, I'm Mark Pivert, uh Stanford Clark, who's not with us this week. Our guest, Chris Moss. Thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye from the Itty Bitty Diddy Committee. <laughs> Horses. Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark River, and with me this week is Christopher Moss, filling in for Stanford Clark. Hello, 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 hello. This podcast features... Oh, now i got to start that over again. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Do you want me to do the intro, Mark? I'll do it. No, I can do it. <laughs>